0: Welcome to the Thinking Pilates podcast, where show after show, we bring you a different way to think about teaching Pilates. We make you dig deep, ask the tough questions, and keep unraveling the rich layers of teaching movement. I'm Chantelle Lopez, founder of Skillful Teaching, an international education company just for Pilates and movement teachers, and author of Moving Beyond Technique. I am so gratefully joined in this delightful and crazy endeavor by my sometimes co-host and podcast co-founder, master teacher, and mentor, Deborah Colway. Welcome to episode 32. Now there are a couple of really exciting updates we wanted to share with you this episode, our first of 2017. New Year's always brings, as one of my teachers puts it, the illusion of a fresh start. But for us, as I'm sure is true for so many of you, We're actually taking advantage of this illusion and putting some positive changes into motion right off the bat. You might have already noticed that we've spit-shined the podcast a little with our new intro. We've also polished the entire podcast package a bit in order to better reflect our passion, commitment, and enthusiasm for what we're doing, and to make this a resource you can count on week after week, month after month, year after year. To that end, some of our other exciting changes include a more frequent and consistent release schedule. Our goal for 2017 is a bi-weekly release on the first and third Wednesdays of each month, roughly. We're also inviting some new talent to co-host when the spectacular Deborah Colway is busy sharing her brilliance elsewhere. Some of the characters you'll be hearing from include emerging mentor and seasoned Pilates teacher Trinity Menti of Skillful Teaching and Good Apple Pilates, as well as master teacher James Crater who is both a Balanced Body faculty member and the owner of Evolved Body Studio in Gold River, California, as well as the creator of Movement University. Together with this new team, we're pretty optimistic that 2017 is going to be a kick-ass year for the Thinking Pilates podcast. We hope you'll stay tuned for all the titillating and maybe even controversial topics we'll explore and add to the conversation, because above all, we want you to engage You, the teacher, to learn from you and with you and to offer a platform where you and other teachers can not only air your concerns and challenges, but most importantly, feel inspired and driven to make teaching movement the most intimate, rewarding, and fulfilling vocation possible. We have a couple more cool things in store for you today, but you'll just have to keep listening to find out what they are. For now, and without further ado, I'd like to introduce our podcast guests for episode 32 the talented, funny, and successful band of mighty misfits, the founders of Absolute Center in Lafayette, California, Claudia Moose, Katie Santos, and Luis Johns. Now, I could spend a lot of time going through the bios of these three ladies, but I'm going to just get us straight to the podcast episode so you can find out for yourselves. Not only are these three delightful humans and some of the most dedicated teachers I've met They are also the creators of Primal Movement Works, an innovative new movement system based on Pilates and, well, Primal Movements. In this episode, you're going to get a lot of laughs. That's, I think, par for the course with us. You're going to get a ton of great insight into how to make business partnerships not only work but thrive and discover more about the origins of Primal Movement Works and their upcoming teacher training. You may have heard Claudia on our last podcast live from the PMA. If you did, then you know that you are in for a treat. If not, let's not waste any more time. Hi, everybody. This is Chantel Lopez. Welcome to another Thinking Pilates podcast. This is episode 32. Uh, It's it's a hard follow-up from our last one, which was live from the PMA conference, but I'm very happy to say that we have um, uh, a guest in common from that podcast to this one. And uh, today we're going to be talking with the three beautiful, fabulous ladies from Absolute Center in Lafayette, California. Claudia Moose, Katie Santos, and Louise Johns. Welcome, ladies. Hello. Hi, Chantel. <laughs> Hi. So, thanks for making this happen. We tried to get this to happen a month or so ago, and everybody is so totally busy. Um, but actually didn 't take quite as long as as I thought, so i 'm thrilled to be talking with you now I'm actually talking uh, to these sweet ladies from um, Italy uh, through a long distance skype connection. so bear with us if we have any technical difficulty along the way we 'll try to keep uh, keep it as smooth as possible, but I think no matter what the conversation will be incredibly worthwhile and valuable. Ladies, one of the reasons uh, I wanted to bring you on to the podcast was because there has always been something um, really striking to me about uh, your relationship and the three of you. And the fact that you own um, an incredibly successful studio together and seem to be in uh, harmony with one another has always been really, really impressive. That set aside from your individual talent and and uh, charm uh, uh, you're just you you 've always made a really big impression on me and it's it 's been inspiring to watch you work and to get to know you i can 't actually remember how we officially met i 'm sure it has something to do with balanced body. Does anybody remember how we came together the first time i think-
1: that very first faculty training that Nora held? Was it not
0: in Sacramento? Yeah, yeah, and I, you yeah. know, I suspected that, but I didn't like, I didn't have any very strong memory of that for some reason.
1: I don't either, for some reason. But <laughs> I think that's fair. Maybe that's a good. Thing. I don't know. That would have been 2007. Yeah, 2008.
0: Awesome. Yeah,
1: we just looked up when we first talked to Nora about her about us doing a teacher training program, and that was in two thousand four. And it took her a couple of years to get it off the ground, so uh-huh. it might have even been two thousand
0: six, maybe. So ten years. Yeah. Oh my gosh, can it be that long? That's crazy. <laughs> oh well, it's it's been really my absolute pleasure, and I don't mean to just keep flattering you, but to get to know each one of you, kind of in turn, uh, progressively. And to see how um, strong you are individually and, and again, to see you come together and and to have been in your studio and also know people who've worked for you and and students who've come to you, um, it's a real testament, I think, uh, what you've done. One of the things I'm so curious about was how you guys, I don't really know your uh, to use a very geeky comic book term, origin story is. Does anybody want to give us a little background on how the three of you came together? Oh.
2: <laughs> We're all pointing at each other. <laughs> we also got the see-no-evil, speak-no-evil, hear-no-evil going on, too. <laughs> um, well, Claudia was my boss. <laughs> That's how it started. Uh-huh. I heard Louise pop wow. 20 years ago, and I was a fitness trainer, and I was a rookie. <laughs> then, then I hired Katie as the group exercise manager when we opened up another club in
1: Lafayette. And then Claudia appeared at my desk one day and demanded that I hire this girl that was coming back to the States from the UK, and I needed to get her some spots. And I said, I have no spots for her. And she said, You do, you will, and you are. <laughs> and I went, Okay.
3: From one health club to another, Claudia and I used to do a lot of mountain biking and road riding together. So we formed a friendship that was no longer boss, boss, boss. <laughs> <laughs> Save me from this mountain! Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, and then I started teaching Pilates um, over at Oakwood, where we were. And Louise came in a little bit after me. Um, Having, I went through the turning point training when it very first. You know, I'm an early adopter. In case you haven't figured that out. Yes. Um, and then Louise started with me in this teeny tiny hundred square foot room with a no
3: windows.
2: Brilliant,
1: but rather mean fellow instructor, not Claudia. <laughs> well, I've worked hard to get that little. Yes. Rat
2: yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> Slightly larger than a closet. And that's when I said to Louise one day, I said, "Why don't we go open our own place?" And she said, who are you, anyway?
3: And just, I do my training with you,
1: I did, you did it with Renee the year after. Yeah, I did it the year afterwards. Um, or the time after. With but Nora. So we um, that fast forward totally a couple of months, and then these guys were on another ride. Claudia and I
3: were going to the Mojave Desert to do guys. 250 miles in the Mojave Desert together.
0: Holy cow.
3: Oh, crazy. Crazy.
0: Crazy. We were in
3: We were on the airplane together, and I told Claudia that Katie had asked me to go into business with her, and I wasn't going to do it unless Claudia was in. (laughs) And at the
1: time, Claudia and I weren't
3: speaking. They didn't really really like one another. No
0: way. No way. How's that even possible?
3: (laughs) And so, then what
2: happened, Claudia? I was like, well, if I'm going to go, I've always said, if I was going to go into business, I'd go into business with (laughs) Louise. And it was really an interesting twist because, you know, Katie had moved on from the group exercise manager and I was in a little bit of a spot and I just had, and I realized at that point, you know, when Louise came to me that, you know, things, there's, there's a bigger thing in life than what you have and your, what you hold, you got to let these things go. And because of letting that go, we were able to move forward into what we have now if I held on to that, we would have never been partners on it. Because mm-hmm.
1: no, yeah. I would have murdered Katie by myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's funny when, when we told people that we're going into a, a triad, so to speak, they went, wow, how are you going to make decisions? There's always going to be one person left out. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the bottom line is, is that we respect each other and we trust each other implicitly, both personally and in the business. And, Knowing that is at the core of every discussion that we have allows us to really stop and listen to the other two who might be disagreeing with you or Mm -hmm. vice versa. And I think that's really the most important thing is that respect and trust. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And also what we
2: really had to listen to, at first we didn't because that's how business is supposed to be run, is we listened to our intuition. Yes, and we listened to how we felt about that um, how how it was organically setting in our bodies and that was a big part of it and if we, we've had some businesses decisions that have come our way and we're just like
3: that doesn't feel right mm-hmm. and it was a good thing, it wasn't the right thing to do and so yeah so now we're Claudia, we're talking 20 years later yeah that's, that's long. how long we've been together. Yeah. it's pretty. Longer nice.
1: than some was <laughs>
0: Oh, Yeah,
1: you know, actually. It,
0: <laughs> By a long stretch. And
1: that's, we planned this for a year. I mean, we sat down and we looked at the money and we looked at the numbers and how we were going to generate things. And when you plan the financial part of that business so well that that has been removed from the day-to-day drama it is, that's that's the number one cause of rifts in a marriage, right, is yes. money mm-hmm. generally, Yes. Mm-hmm. and so if you can remove that in a partnership and know that I can refer back to my business plan and we're on track or we're not on track and how come, that takes it out of the daily drama so at least for us that part is eliminated for mm-hmm. the most part and you know, just on that
2: note, giving kudos to John, that's Katie's husband if it wasn't for him to get us started, he's a contractor and awesome, and that was a big starting point for us. We would have been in a major hole <laughs> yeah. if he didn't help us out in that manner. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a couple swings of the sledgehammer was fun, but yeah. still, he's, he's the professional. Yeah.
0: Have True. you guys been in the same space the entire time it, uh, you've been together as Absolute Center?
1: Yes. yes. We were yes. in a half of what we are now. Mm mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um, when Louise got, for those that don't know, Louise got ill. And I got ill. And she, she got <laughs> ill. was ill. <laughs> she was ill. She's not anymore. I didn't go buy it. I don't back. <laughs> but she was out for 18 months. She was here one day and then gone the next and out for 18 months. And just about at that end, of 18 months, the landlord said, hey, do you want the other half of this nut? And we said, okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So here we are
2: all full, full 4,400 4, square feet.
0: Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. And it's pretty awesome. So tell us, uh, so two things. One thing is, uh, I think I've, I've probably asked this maybe mostly to Katie. I feel like I remember her answer. Um, but it, about how it works for the three of you and why it works. And, um, I know Katie, you've told me before, like, it's just, you each have your strengths and you each really play to your strengths so that your roles, um, your roles are really anchored into that, who you are and what you do best. Um, tell me more about that. How, is that something you guys came by naturally or was that an accident? Did you sit down and chat about that or were those roles just pretty easily delineated from the beginning?
2: I don't want me to get that one. <laughs> I love it. Um, Originally, we tried to, to, um, to delineate the roles in a very uh, official okay, You're going to be marketing.
1: <laughs> you're going to be
2: finance. She's looking at me. Louis
3: is going to
2: be finance. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be the operations and. And it it worked to a degree, but not really. And then we started finding. I don't have a
3: degree in marketing. No, I barely know. Now I know how to make a flyer, but back then I was cutting and pasting, literally.
1: You think you have an accounting degree?
2: (laughs) So it was a it was a little bumpy. And then it would really what it took. And this is, I think, one of the things that has made this relation this partnership work is we have weekly meetings Mm -hmm. and we talk about it and we keep ourselves open. Like Katie had said in the discussing and going, okay, this isn't working. Mm -hmm. Uh, This, this is way too much. Um, we need to spread this around. So we have a, a, a really, um, jigsaw puzzle type of (laughs) job descriptions. If Mm you want to use the term of
1: that
0: fluid.
2: Mm Yeah. Yeah. Mm hmm.
0: Mm hmm. But you guys must have, so you're doing some really cool things. I mean, I was in the studio a couple of years ago uh, and did a, you know, presentation and the environment is so rich and feels so alive and feels um, really clear and intentional, which is not the experience I think we have in a lot of studios that we, we go into I imagine, especially with what you're doing now, which we're going to talk about a little bit, primal movement works, but especially with this new creation that you must have a fairly strong shared vision. And is that something that you was obvious to you guys that you, you were all kind of in alignment with one another in terms of where you were going? And not to say like you knew where you were going like a five year ten year plan, but you had you had an idea of what it was that you wanted to do in your work, you know like what your driving force was, what your motivation was, how you wanted to treat your students, how you wanted to treat your fellow teachers. Can you guys speak to that?
1: I think it's you know our shared vision has obviously changed, and sometimes it changes month to month
2: <laughs>
1: um, We. None of us. It's, well, that's not true. We've had some, you know, life upheavals. There could have been way worse, for sure. But you know, each time those things come around, we are constantly re examining where we are and where we're going. And I, you know, 14 years hence, it certainly we look back and go, "Holy cow!" Can I say, "Holy shit?" Yes, I can. Yes, you
0: can. <laughs> I gave you permission. Remember, <laughs>
1: you get here, and wow, we never dreamt this. But it's a it's really a constant and it's not always easy, it's a constant reevaluation of what's happening. You know, I'm twelve years older than Louise and seven years older than Claudia, so people my my family looks to me like when are you gonna retire? And I'm like, I'm not. I really like being here. Mm-hmm. So that's not happening, so
2: I'm gonna try to outlive Mary Bowen and
1: Yeah. It still working. <laughs> she wants I to get up on the will. top table and call men that Fuckers, <laughs> like, like Mary does. All oh, right. <laughs> People be
2: able to say that, right?
0: <laughs> Absolutely.
2: Well, well, on that note, um, I've looked. You know, I've always had in my my dream, my job. I wanted to have my own clinic, uh, and and I that wasn't. That was just at uh, at the cusp of graduating college back. 30 years ago, and and that changed as my profession weaving changed, and the studio was the right environment, and um, I look at, just, you know, bring what I had in sports of competition and trying to, you know, always be training better than the next person or being what's what's the next one doing and looking that competitive way? And I, I mean it's honest it's, so you, you always have to kind of think of what's coming in next and what's a trend and what's what's really something that's stable. And when I when I discovered when I found Pilates <laughs> yeah. it was like this is not a trend. This is awesome. Mm-hmm. So and I have to
1: thank a lot um, of what Katie and Louise
2: have done in that direction for this to grow and to build. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
1: But, you know, the reality is, Louise and I wouldn't have been working in that teeny tiny little room had Claudia not had that eye-opening experience in her first few Pilates sessions and said to the club owner where we all worked, hey, you got to bring this in. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: You know, we
1: would have not been here if
0: not for that. Mm -hmm. And you guys... For sure.
3: I'm kissing Claudia's feet right now.
0: (laughs) 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 okay so um tell me a little bit more about what you guys do at the studio because you do a lot more than Pilates and I think given the fact that you've created this new program um there's something there's some philosophy there's somewhere you're trying to take your folks and Pilates is not the only avenue so tell me more about what you do in the studio like what are the kinds of things that you guys offer and, and what is it all leading to for you? What are you driving people towards?
3: So we have started, We originally when we started we tried to do everything. <laughs> of course. We wanted to be a one-stop shop um, but we quickly learned that that wasn't going to work for us. Um, and just from a product standpoint we have The business has morphed over time you know there was a recession halfway through the last 10 years Um, um, we went from being one-on-one to more classes then back again and then small groups um because claudia has an athletic training background and both katie and i have a fitness background we were able to accommodate there's fitness folk by luring them in with general fitness type um, movements. So we right now, we, we've had TRX and we had TRX from the beginning and we love it as a movement modality. Um, something really functional, easily accessible with a low overhead. Um, we all have a, a, a deep love for spinning when spinning was the day we kind of had ideas of having a spinning studio and then decided way too much work, too much money to buy the bikes. And thank goodness, because now with Soul Cycle and all of that coming up, we would have just been crushed. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, over the years, we've begun to streamline our offerings. Um, and really, in terms of a product, we really, the Pilates is just the, it's just a vehicle really for us to lure people in to teach them about healthy movement and healthy lifestyles and how the movement really affects how we think, how we feel um, and has really more of an, it's not just about the outside but we have to have a look kind of a, oh look shiny, come on in here and let us lure you in,
1: (laughs) Um,
3: otherwise people (laughs) you probably wouldn't come in. So in terms of offering offerings right now. We obviously a balanced body host site. Um, Claudia teaches the anatomy in 3D and I teach Pilates along with Katie and then the um, Coraline. And then we um, we love Booty Bar right now, Tracy Mallet's programme, Rayleigh Saxon, she's a master instructor for them and we love it for the dynamic aspect that it offers and movement. So it's a big grand movement platform that we love in the bar genre I still do a lot of yoga but that kind of is gone and we we have one literally one class on our schedule weekly um but we're not a yoga studio and then of course now with our new baby primal movement works we are beginning to morph that into pretty much everything that we do um, everything that we do is based on that system um and most of our staff, which are now at 15, 16, 17. 17 people. Wow. We usually, we use the movement works system within the studio. And, you, you know, our days are pretty much like any studio where we see clients hour to hour sprinkled with classes, um, mentoring our staff and teacher training um, and really just functioning like most other, well, I would hope most other studios. <laughs> yeah. Yes, mm-hmm.
2: yeah. So I'm going to... Piggyback onto that yeah. when Louise talks about mentoring the staff, you, I could not have been blessed with two greater mentors as my business partners. Uh, Louise is such an awesome help with classes and you know privates, but you don't get a lot of great mentorship in being a good class teacher. Mm-hmm. And Katie's you know, just a plethora from. What's the best restaurant to <laughs> to uh, variation? And that's what's really neat about our studio is that we have a, a large amount of staff here, but they're in a learning environment all the time. Right. So many trainers, teachers are taught. They get their weekend, they're off, and there's no one there to really say, "Hey, what exactly is that supposed to be doing for that client? Mm-hmm. Where are you going?" With so they get kind of caught up, and here, this is for you. They start believing their own bullshit, <laughs> and it's it's really nice to keep this humble. And it's also great to see what the staff brings and shares, like mm-hmm. we see with some of our uh, um, the staff that are part of the Endeavor program that work with spinal cord injuries right. and like release the booty bar and things like that. So it becomes a really neat education um that's happening within a
1: day-to-day um working environment.
0: Mhm. Yeah, I definitely ha-
1: and I'm the one that tells Don't be ashamed about asking your clients for money because you've spent <laughs> a lot of time and effort and dough on your training and you are a professional and you need to act that way. Good for we cool
0: Katie the money monster. <laughs> Good for you. More teachers need we- to need to hear that, right? They need they need to be You know, they need to see the value in the work that they do. You know, when I was in the studio, when I've been in the studio, um, the few times that I've had the pleasure of being there, I think one of the things that's very apparent is that it is a rich learning environment. And that's also reflected in every conversation I've had with, you know, all of you. Um, And the fact that I, you know, see you at everything, everything that I'm at learning, you're there too. So it's it's very very cool. It's very cool to see that not only from you individually but then to see it in practice in the work that you're doing and it's also reflected in people who come to me and go, "Oh, I just took, you know, this module with Louise and I just had this great conversation with Claudia and oh hey, I ran into Katie and we had this great conversation about, you know, whatever." Um it's it's coming I don't know if you all are aware of how much you're making an impact on people and it really is rippling in, in a really major way, which is so super cool. So, you know, you're walking the walk and it's, uh, it's definitely showing. I have to say too, that I owe you a big thank you because I was introduced to one of my favorite people, James Crater at the Philip beach workshop a few years ago, thanks to Claudia He's now one of the new loves of my life and my teaching world. So thank you for that. <laughs> and he. Not love. I know, I know, I know, and as you know, we've stirred up a lot of shit together already. Oh yeah, we heard. So let's talk about let's talk about um, primal movement works. I want to, you know, Claudia was so uh, awesome and gracious to come up and be on the podcast um, at the PMA, and we got to hear a little bit about it then. You have a workshop coming up. The program has already evolved since its first uh, iteration, uh, from what I understand, when you first put it out to the world to what it is now. Um, It's very, very cool. Uh, So what is it? Tell me about it. Let the world know. what What's Primal Movement Works all about, ladies?
2: It's a systematic approach to restoring and refining movement patterns, improving your mobility and strength, and it's, it's awesome. <laughs> so it's hard because I'm so engrossed in it and I should have a better elevator speech. And as you you, you'll see. Louise is a wonderful presenter, and she's been um, presenting uh, the Primal Pilates at Pilates on Tour um, uh, this last year in Arizona at uh, Mountain View, um, Tom McCook's Place, and then in Chicago. And looking forward, I think you have London this is like my brainchild and so it's, I get very and it's hard for me to look outside the box.
3: So um, I'm the translator. Okay. Okay. (laughs) So (laughs) basically, um, basically how it works with the three of us is that someone has an idea and we bring it to the table. And so Claudia had a, had the original idea. She was percolating on it and shared it with us. One of our weekly meetings um, and I don't think it really straight out the gate. It didn't really, it, she just sort of told us, Hey, I've been thinking about, I've been working with my clients and I've been seeing movement breakdown and I've been thinking about these things." around that because she was reading, I guess, Peggy Hackney, um, researching Bonnie Bainbridge-Cohen, the Bartini of Fundamentals, the Le bon, um, using using yeah, Philip Beach and using motor development progressions, which is not an unusual thing in our world right. of work, um, but basically looking at movement breakdown and thinking, well, if someone can't crawl on the floor, then they probably don't have cross-lateral connectivity, they don't have contralateral movement, they don't have opposite arm leg, I'm just kind of just coming down in language, and so Mm. therefore, maybe if we regress them back to where we all started, we might be able to get to the point where they go back to crawling, and in England, we would say, hey, presto, I realize that's not something that Americans (laughs) say,
1: hey, presto, it works,
3: (laughs) Katie is really kind of corrals us and puts, you know, like, oh, that doesn't work. And, or oh, like, what about the business aspect or like, let's go and buy the domain name and get a manual together. And we need, she makes us make sure that we're legal. <laughs> and then Claudia basically and I talk a lot and, Typically, when Claudia talks to me, if I don't understand it and I'm looking at her as if to say, I have no idea what you're talking, she knows that she needs to go away and think about it for a while and then come back and say, okay, how about if I say it like this? Yes. And then Katie and I will go, oh, yeah, I think that makes sense. And so and I then make, we'll
1: come back a week later and go, what did you mean by that again? <laughs> so I make copious
3: <laughs> notes. And so basically, over the last um, two years, um, we... We put together a manual that we're actually in the middle of rewriting again. Um, and we use early motor development. Sorry, that's my husband texting me. Early motor <laughs> development, animal movement and ancestral postures. and. For primal Pilates, we're influenced heavily by the by the Pilates repertoire. In primal strength, it's more based on Claudia's background for athletic trainers and personal trainers. Um, but we start the program in foundations where we bring everybody in and we learn about the system from the ground up. Mm. And really, what's been exciting is is that. We're using it, I use it when I teach my reformer classes. I think, okay, I'm going to start in a happy baby, which is in a supine. Mm-hmm. Then I'm going to roll back and forth and flip me, though, maybe onto their bellies. So then we do tummy time. And then I might backtrack and do some side-lying work. And then I might come back into, like, a seated position on all fours and basically graduating to a standing position.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And so then I use it in my mat classes. I use it in my private training. We use it to educate the staff, the young Pilates teachers when they're learning about the repertoire for the first time. Like, how do I use all these pre-Pilates exercises? Well, if you maybe use this system, it might make more sense to you. Mm-hmm. And so over time, we're beginning to put the manuals together. And our, our hope is um, that it takes on and people will start to use it for themselves because it's really not our material it's material that we've accumulated and Norris and John graciously came to the studio earlier this year with Joy Puglio and, and loves it. And we're thrilled because obviously she was our teacher at the beginning, the beginning of all of this. And so we were really, um, excited to accept her invitation to teach at Pilates on tour and so this next year in 2017 we will divide and conquer the world (laughs) starting in London of all places which is ironic (laughs) Um, Pilates um Anytime, Christy Cooper, John Marston um, extended an invitation for us to go and teach there. So we've been on there too. And I hope to go back next year if they have me and teach a series of classes. Um, and so really we're just doing, we're just, we're just sharing our love of the work one, one step at a time. Mm-hmm.
0: It's super, super, super exciting. So the foundations uh, course is what you have coming up yeah. in January. Yeah,
2: yeah that's January.
0: Yeah. yeah,
2: That's the premise from which everything builds and grows. Um, we have, you know, for lack of going into depth, we have five components to what really makes this system be different from other things. And, you know, I can't tell you right now because I'd have to kill you, right? <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that's what this... That's what this work is, uh, that's what the first element, elementary course or the first course is about, and then we build off of that. We have some real um, beauty in this with some of the preps and mobilities, a lot of fashionly friendly movement mm-hmm. that helps in uh, increasing that, that body awareness and um, agility, which is so lost. And You know, like today in class, talking about, Knowing how to trans uh, transfer and you know trans translation in the body and how to move from one thing to another and that helps in case we get into trouble. Mm-hmm. Say we falling happens, falling is okay, but knowing how to land is what we need to work on. Mm-hmm. And so how we move and even rolling like a ball is a good example of how to disperse your your, your work and how to collect your work. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm let's talk about, uh, without getting into, you know, revealing too much, but giving people a better sense of, um, what the, what the foundations program is like and, and what the, the future or the progressions might be like in terms of, um, going on the primal Pilates track or the, um, is it primal strength? Do I have that right? Yes. Yeah. Um, Is somebody who's coming into it, do they have to have, as a teacher, do they have to have a Pilates background or a movement background, or who is this Foundations Workshop good for?
2: Oh, excellent question. Okay, so the Foundation uh, Workshop is for all those who are movers. You can be a yoga teacher, you can be a personal trainer, you can be a Pilates teacher, anyone who's really in the realm of, it doesn't have to be a teacher, but wants to know more about moving mm-hmm. then as it branches off into the two directions if you're a Pilates teacher and you must be a Pilates teacher because we respect the Pilates uh, repertoire and you um you would go into the primal Pilates like we said we base a lot of that off of the uh, repertoire and if you are more of a personal trainer or someone who's looking to do their their own their own type of strength work, then that would be in the primal strength. <laughs> primal strength. So it has like um, overarching is the foundations, and then you have two different tracks. And if you know you're a Pilates teacher and you want to learn body strength, nothing keeps you from that. But you have to be a Pilates teacher to go to the primal Pilates.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Got it so we've uh so I did an interview with Anna Hartman, which I know I don't know Louise were you in that workshop? I know Claudia was at the pMA conference recently so so I was talking I was talking to Anna uh, recently about this idea of um, positive compensation and and how in Pilates in particular a lot of us get very fixated on manufacturing outcomes that are dictated by quote-unquote proper alignment and I'm curious uh, about your take on the idea of alignment from this more kind of foundational um, human movement perspective and how that how does it play in to what you're offering in terms of primal movement works
3: definitely Like Claudia was saying, the Foundations Programme is really for people that are teachers of movement already. So there definitely is a desire for someone to understand correct movement um, guidelines if we were to put it in a box. Like if you were to look at someone doing a quadruped and all the things that go into that. There definitely is that is in there. However, when we're teaching through the program, we let go of all of that. And really the language changes. Where we might say, now we're going to lie on our side. I'm going to lie like this. Make your body look something like this. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And of figuring out, well, how do I make my body look like yours? And then if they don't look exactly like us, if they're not going to hurt themselves, then it's okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then having the freedom of movement. So not over-queuing. Right. Definitely using imagery um, is, is is really key to guide them and allow them to experience movement in certain parts of their body if they're kind of, kind of doing a handstand and we're not doing handstands. We don't do handstands, but if we did, <laughs> <laughs> not be appropriate. But definitely getting away from the one breath, one movement, put your right hand here and your left scapula is doing this. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but allowing more freedom and figuring out... Um, what strategy you're using to make your body do a certain movement and through that problem solving and correcting and refining their movement so that they're able to move by themselves. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And giving them an opportunity to explore.
2: Yeah. The yeah. So giving them a, 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 a movement and let them go at... Their pace, their rate, if you come to a class, it's great. People are moving in all different directions. No one's on the same cue. It's not that um, step class that you saw in the 80s. Although that is fun. (laughs) (laughs) But giving them a chance to move in and out at their rate, at their range of motion, wear their body. And if there is something that's not as well desired, then it's a nice, nice soft cueing that helps to... You know, help them get into a little bit better alignment for their health, mm-hmm. but not over a rigid type of alignment. And that's really interesting because if yeah. you knew my background, it was yeah. very rigid in that manner. And now it's
3: just so much more freedom. Yeah, most people that take the classes, you know, when you're teaching at conferences, you teach unknowns, right. people that you have no relationship with with right. um so you know your jokes don't work and yeah. <laughs> your cues don't work because they're like I don't know what the hell that means right. and so, but usually by the time you fumble your way through it at the end the, the typical comment is I really love the freedom to just do what I wanted to do and not be over cued yes. and you know when they were sort of fumbling around at the back of the room trying to figure out how do I do that you're just saying that's right go ahead how did you get there they may not got there the way that you accused or
1: suggested but they get to the same endpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting to sit back and watch Pilates teachers that are of that school of thought that everything has to be cued to within an inch of its tiny life. And then allowed to move and have an internal sense of what's going on. And I think that's important for our clients because we're so inundated with information and noise and situations and feelings that we don't rarely turn inward enough to see how does it feel if I move my arm this way or that way or can I suss myself through that situation without hurting you Mm -hmm. know this gives them an opportunity to do that
3: but with that being said it definitely and it's your your cue your title of your um, business skillful teaching is definitely required
1: yes definitely
3: there needs to be the teacher needs to be able to know where the movement, like if there was a middle point, so beyond the movement and below, not better or worse, but hitting it somewhere in the middle, mm-hmm. um, without a trained eye, um, it would be a skilled oh. teacher. This is not something that without any movement fundamentals in your in your toolbox you would definitely you would be able to pick it up but it wouldn't look and feel like you wouldn't be able to teach it. You wouldn't be able to teach it. It would just be like you say a, a sexy Pilates class with primal movements. Which there's nothing wrong with that. But that's not what we're doing. Right, <laughs> like, but... oh let's do single leg circles and then cry like a wolf. <laughs> that would not be what
0: we're doing. <laughs> oh my God. That's so funny.
3: Sorry.
0: I'm gonna try that. <laughs> the
3: most cry
2: I don't even
0: that's
2: right. That's right. oh, no Definitely
0: no oh. <laughs> very smart. oh. Anyway. yeah no it's so great so interesting too I think uh, when you were describing it earlier you know I think it's true that a lot of Pilates teachers in particular are are like you know I'm un- so unsure about how to move without being cued, um that they don't move right it's like I think about you know people who go to their first improv, uh, dance class. So coming from that perspective, it's like people are not, they just, they don't trust themselves, right? Because we don't give them an opportunity to really explore and to find how to trust their own bodies, which is the root, I think, of so much of our um, dysfunction in terms of movement. So it's really exciting. It's really exciting to see what you guys have, uh, are doing. And it's it's been neat to see the little bits and pieces that I have been able to see on Pilates anytime. And um, talking to you all about the program. So tell tell everybody who's listening how they can find out more about uh, what you all are doing and about the upcoming trainings.
3: Well, we have a training in January, 20, Primal 20 Foundations, enough. January tw- 28th and 29th. You can go on Pilates anytime and use the coupon code LOUISE um, to see <laughs> it. If you're a member anyway, just go on there, Primal Pilates. It was a tough... The class on Primal Pilates is really sort of a version of what we do because we wanted to show everybody everything, but an hour is impossible. So that's kind of like a, a, the, the sexiest version that we got. <laughs> um, then we have um, Primal Pilates coming up in March. Um, four, and and four and five. Four and five, we think. And then we'll be in London April 23rd. Um and then you yep. can go to Facebook and obviously here at our studio and com, and then we're working on our... We have
1: primalmovementworks.com.
3: Yes. I was just saying we're working <laughs> on our website. So right now you go there and you'll just see me doing something, but you can put your information in there and we'll get back to you.
0: I will put on the podcast notes all the information and links so y'all can find it easily. I love you guys. Thank you so much for making the time to talk with me. And... um You guys rock. Thanks so much. Thank you love it. All right, ladies, we'll have a very lovely rest of your day in California, and I'll be talking to you soon. I think I can honestly say that 100% of the time, I've ended up with a major crush on every single guest we've ever had on the show. In this case, as in some others, as you can see, the crush started before the podcast. These women are really freaking fantastic and even better in person. Now to bring us full circle, let's talk about our final two new podcast elements, heroes and pro tips. On the Thinking Bloodies podcast, we don't really do the sponsor thing, but we do like to share with you our favorite people, projects, and resources. This is our hero section of the podcast. Of course, we'll give you all the links you need to know to follow up on the resources. For this episode, we thought it appropriate to share some people and things that align with the idea of primal movement and priming the body. First on our list is one of Claudia's favorite books, The Well-Balanced Child, Movement and Early Learning by Sally Goddard Blythe. And if you haven't checked out what osteopath and acupuncturist Philip Beach is doing, we highly recommend you investigate his book, Muscles and Meridians, The Manipulation of Shape. Not only does the Primal Movement Works training program draw from Beach's work, his archetypal postures and erector sizes are making a huge impact in the Pilates community as we look beyond fixed structure and predetermined movement to something that's more resilient and truly human. Our final hero is a little self-serving, but also deeply in the service of moving our professional industry into the digital health arena. If you're a regular listener, you heard me interview Pilates Metrics founder, Joseph Quinn, in episode 29. Pilates Metrics is a truly outstanding and powerful new iCloud-based iPad app that's ultimately helping Pilates become more credible and viable as a proven tool for injury prevention and rehabilitation. What it does for you is help you plan, program, track, and assess digitally, which provides more concrete data and more motivation for you and the student to stay the course, adapt, build, and progress through the Pilates work. The app itself is incredibly malleable, allowing you to choose from 9 to 10 exercise libraries to work from. The libraries provide a technical and philosophical platform from which you can teach. Some of them are based solely on a school's training curriculum, like Polestar and Fletcher Pilates, Others, like the one skillful teaching created, is based on a teaching philosophy. The heart and soul of the skillful teaching library is a whole person teaching approach. We believe that our students get the most out of their practice physically and mentally in the short and long term if their bodies have been sufficiently primed, their brains prepared for learning, and their minds open and focused. We've included several unique aspects to the library that you won't find anywhere else priming props, off-the-mat, and awareness tools. Now, each of these elements help enhance what you already do and provide a platform for you to increase your efficacy and retention while staying true to the Pilates method. The library is formulated on cutting-edge, research-based strategies that optimize fascial health and tissue integration, brain-based approaches addressing the nervous system, motor learning, awareness aptitude, and intrinsic motivation, empathy coaching techniques that promote self-efficacy and autonomy. This integrative perspective makes the library a rich reflection of the body, mind, and spirit and an invaluable tool for developing our students as lifelong practitioners. The Skillful Teaching Library is also the only one to have expressed permission from Philip Beach to include all the archetypal postures in our exercises, which is really really thrilling for us. So not only is Pilates Metrics one of our major heroes, the library we've created is just one example of how the idea of whole body integrating primal movement and body priming from a neurological and non-tissue bias perspective is being adapted into the Pilates method. Given all of that, our pro tip for this episode is keep it simple and let it go. Let go of form and explore what movement potential exists in the body as it is. See if you can find ways to open the body up to its own current potential rather than being so focused on what movement should look like. One way I found to do this, working with the spirals of the feet and footwork, is to deliberately work off-center and to move through the varying angles and positions of the foot as the load of the springs oscillates and progresses. Watch how your student adapts where they're compensating in the knees, pelvis, low back and shoulders. The caveat here is that you work on a relatively light spring, one red, one blue, to two red, and that the body you're working with doesn't have any acute foot, ankle, knee, or hip issues. Keep your students safe, of course, but let them see how their bodies can move out of alignment. I think what you'll find is that they have way more potential than either of you realized. I'd love to know how that goes. To wrap things up, Check out the show notes for all the links you'll need to explore the different elements of this episode. I don't want to hold you hostage any longer, so for now I'll say farewell. But let me leave you with this. Give us a shout. Send us an email, a text, a Facebook message, or give us a call. We want to hear from you. What do you want to dive into? What's meaningful about your teaching? Who are your heroes and how has teaching changed your life? You can email us at thinkingpilatespodcast at gmail.com. That's thinkingpilatespodcast at gmail.com. And you can find us on Facebook at the Thinking Pilates Podcast. Until next time, breathe deep and move well.